You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone. The Detroit Red Wings on the stand. Two minutes. McCarty up over the line. McCarty got by his man. He scores. What a play, Derek McCarty made. Now we got a fight. Derek. Oh, and Morty involved with. Looks like that's John Gruden. That's the first time I've ever seen Medic in a fight. Ten seconds away from successfully defending the Stanley Cup, the Detroit Red Wings. Their bench up, Osgood with his arms up over his head coming out. The Detroit Red Wings have won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. A long shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at that old school mask. And that's something. He's a brave man. Hey, that catch it out. He's in. Six scores. Kalima. Coaster Probert, though, that's the main one here. These are good friends. You rarely ever see Coaster and Probert go at it. Most of the former Red Wings. From the Detroit Red Wings, their offensive catalyst, number 25, welcome left winger John O'Grodnick. Got it in front, the score! Jason Woolley! And welcome to episode 13 of the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Association podcast. I am Newman. Uh, Art Regner is going to be joining us shortly, but you know I'm very, very fortunate right now, Jessica, because on the line right now with us is former greatest Canadian hockey player ever, Jason Woolley. Jason, what's going on, Wills? Well, thank you. That's very nice of you, Numi. Um, And it's the Datsukian 13th (laughs) episode. You know Um, what? I was. (laughs) I feel very fortunate to be part of today. No, always a lot of fun, guys. How are we doing? We're doing good. You know, one of the reasons we brought you on today, you know, you've obviously had a busy couple of weeks. You, um, as many people may or may not know, represent Drew Miller. Yeah, and if you're living in a cave, then you probably don't know. That's correct. So you had a good week with Drew. You know, it's um, – tell me a little bit about the process, how that all worked out, you know, before we got him, before he actually became a UFA. Oh, absolutely. Um, can you reach out to me – probably middle of April. So um, Kenny came with a proposal that we probably, if you look in probably 10 day increments, we got back to each other. <laughs> so it, it's, it spans out over oh, a good month and a little bit. And before you know it, that's when you start to really get, uh, get down to it. So it's a, it's an interesting process. It, it's something you could probably do in four days or, or, or four hours if you really sat in a bunker and, and, and really dug your heels in. But it's, it's kind of the way it works. Obviously, everybody needs their time. Kenny's got his hands full with a lot of, a lot of moving parts this year with, uh, with the Pavel situation and um, how I'm looking at free agency. She and I just signed. There's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, Jimmy Howard trying to figure out what they're doing with, with Howie and 
Um, I knew this was going to take time. At the same time, uh, I knew they, listen, if you're getting an offer, it's a good sign. It means they want Drew back. It's just a matter of finding fair value. So with that, it's a done deal. He's locked up for how long? One more year? He's got one more year, yes. Now, he is 31 or 32? 32. Does anybody ask him why he looks like he's 64 with that hair? Only on podcasts. (laughs) So in addition with all the great work that you did with Drew Miller then, right, you also spent time in the draft. And tell us how your draft went and what the end result was. Yeah, the draft. Um, well, the draft is an interesting process, Numi. It's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most fun I've ever had. Um, you have. I had two clients there this year that were rated fairly high, um, but you just never know. Uh, it's a little bit of a um, of a guessing game as to where they are going to go. Some guys. Um, you know, in this particular case, I had a forward and a goalie, and sometimes there's a run on forwards, and if your guy's not part of that run, then he gets bumped down a little while, and the same thing kind of happens with goalies. There's a run on goalies, and if he's not clumped in that top group, then, then he slides, and it's very stressful to be sitting there with the families when they're <laughs> they're looking at you like, uh, when are we going? And I'm like, oh, I would I would have drafted you about two rounds ago, but I'm... I'm not drafting you. Uh, I'm your representation. So it's 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 an interesting dynamic. It's very it can be very stressful, very exciting. Um, it can be a big letdown if if by chance you don't go. So it really hits all emotions. But it's um, you know it's part of the process. And I got to tell you, you know, there's if you don't go, I mean, I I, I like that as well because if you need more time which obviously if you don't go, teams are thinking you do. Um, there's nothing wrong with sneaking up with teams later on when you're more ready, and, and now you have 30 teams that are interested in you because you're, because you're a free agent. So um, having said that, um, Giovanni Smith went second round to the Red Wings, 46th overall. He's my client. The Red Wings fans will absolutely love him. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a force. He's big. He's strong. He can skate. He's tough. You know, he's that Wayne Simmons, Milan Lucic type of player, which, you know, um, you know, Kenny had kind of mentioned to me that if he was around, they were very interested in him, but you never know. Um, but that was great. And then um, Jack LaFontaine, who is going into Michigan next year. Any relation um, to Pat LaFontaine? Jack LaFontaine. No relation okay. to Pat LaFontaine. He is a goaltender that went third round to Carolina. Very excited about that. And typically in these drafts, you can be sitting there all day uh, on the second day. It starts at 10 o'clock. It can go till 4 or 5. Um, and we were done by by noon. So that was fabulous. It doesn't always work out that way. So um, great weekend for, for myself and my team. And to have Drew signed um, uh, and to have the, the boys drafted was uh, was fantastic. So with your agency, um, I guess, do you work individually or as complete as a total team? No, we work as a team. I, I manage a handful of guys that are, uh, you know, um, more based in the Toronto, Ontario area in, in our neck of the woods here nearly in the Detroit area. Uh, I try not to spread myself too thin. 
becomes geographically challenging and very tough to manage. So those are kind of our uh, areas that we focus the most on. And, you know, we continue to grow. We continue to have great young players with uh, very promising. And um, it's exciting to take the journey with them for sure. So about how many players right now do you have under management? Um, I'm not going to get into that because it's kind of a confidential number, but um, let's just put it this way. It's a very well-run classroom. Customer service is excellent and very careful to, uh, very selective on who we, we, we select and, 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 and represent because, uh, you know, to me, giving these players the attention and being there for them and standing behind them and supporting them is, is most important. Well, I think one of the other questions um, that I have for you, just being a former wing and a, and a former um, Stanley Cup star, for God's sakes, um, you know, with everything going on today, you know, you got P.K. Subban traded for Shea Weber. You've got Stamco staying in Tampa, and you got Lucic going to Edmonton, likely. Now, what's your thoughts about what the team does now? Well, I didn't know that Stamkos was staying in Tampa. Is that reports? Is that That's what reports. Saying? Yeah. That's, uh, well, you know, he's you're... meeting with Toronto today or tomorrow. There's something going on there. I, you know, I listen, I know when I had the, you know, I had the chance to sit down with Kenny. And when we did the deal uh, at the draft on Thursday, um, he and I sat down for an hour and a half and talked about many different issues. Um, Kenny's a, a you know, a pleasure to deal with. Even though it's all business, we always find a way to get to the middle. There's a real strong relationship there, and um, I think we both sides we always do the right thing in the Drew Miller deals, which is awesome. And um, so I enjoy working with him. And you know, we talked about the the Datsuk situation, which is a real difficult situation for him, and and with Howie as well. And, and it's hard to have five million dollars locked up and. Um, and you know, whether you want to call him a backup goalie or not, I mean, how he's a great kid. He's been the number one goalie for a little while and seems to have taken a little bit of a backseat, but, um, there's a lot of moving parts here and, you know, I, I think he's, you know, he was going to put his uh, best foot forward, obviously freed up the money to, to be able to bring, uh, Stamkos at least lure him this way, but there's some tough competition out there and, you know, you win some and you lose some. And unfortunately, I think we've been through a little bit of a run where we haven't landed that that big free agent. Um, it's, just, it's just really tough to do that. Well, do you think, uh, you know, a lot of the talk right now is that with Las Vegas getting the expansion team that Howie is a prime candidate. What's your thought on that? <sighs> I mean, listen, for, I hope for Howie's sake um, – that he can find a place to be a number one goalie. I, I think the challenging part is, is you don't want. That's a big number to be making as a backup. So wherever he goes, that's why he's so limited. Is he can't go as a backup at five million bucks? No, no team is going to do that. So, um, I hope Vegas works out. I think that would be fabulous. Um, I don't know if a team wants to start out that way, though. Maybe. I don't know if they want $5 million on their, um, from from a goaltender that really hasn't over the last two years played his best hockey. So if you're the expansion, uh, 
is it your thought then you just go with a young goalie and knowing that you're going to have losses anyway? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have your, um, yeah, you're going to take your lumps regardless. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I was part of an expansion team with the Florida Panthers and, you know, the first year they struggled, but I came in the second year and we went to the Stanley Cup final. Well, so, of course. Um, I must be just that good. Are you new me? <laughs> I, I would agree. I would never disagree with that, Walt. I mean, it's just kind of what I was hearing through the phone. I didn't really <laughs> say that on my behalf. <laughs> so what are you up to? What's the rest of your summer look like? Well, I just um, I just did two East Coast deals today. I have uh, two more to do tomorrow. And then by July, they have to be done by July 1st. It's just the how it works in the East Coast Hockey League. And then I have... Uh, two more free agents that I'll be working on for the rest of the summer. Um, so it's, you know, you got development camps are starting. I'm going to go up to Traverse City and watch Giovanni for a day or two. Um, yeah, there's always something going on. This this game uh, really doesn't shut down for very long. I know mine. I know my business doesn't. So I'm just trying to. Uh, trying to find some time to go up to my cottage in northern Ontario at some point. And then before you know it, um, you know, we're back at her again, and I'm up in Traverse City for, for rookie camp. So um, looking forward to a little bit of downtime. Um, worked hard to get Drew's deal done. Um, I have another NHL deal that I'm going to have to do here uh, in the next couple of weeks. So still on guard, still working. Numi, what can I say? It's tough to get out and... Haven't golfed in about a year and a little bit. Well, little bit, so you know we've got maybe the, I can do that. Well, we're hoping you, we've got the uh, Detroit Red Wing alumni golf outing at Oakhurst, sponsored by Newman, um, on July 11th. Are you going to be able to make that? I am definitely going to try to. Um, the second hard for me to commit, but if I'm around, I will definitely be there. It's a great event. I love it. All right, well, Jason, we appreciate you calling in. You know, appreciate the work that you've done, especially with the Red Wings and the way that that's been working out. You know, it's great to have Drew Miller on board again. Um, I know some people are on the fence about it, but personally, uh, you know, it's good to have another Spartan, even me saying that as a big blue guy. You know, you guys have had a tough month with the passing of Ron Mason. Um, you know, with that, yeah, I just to take a more, just a few more minutes of your time, you know, give me your of thoughts course. on Ron Mason and how that all shook. It kind of got buried, you know, with the um, Gordy Howe uh, funeral. Yeah, that was a real uh, that was a real shock to uh, to everybody. Uh, he's he's uh, meant so much to so many people in the game of hockey. And you know, I got to tell you, like I, I kind of went quiet on it as well. I didn't hit Twitter with it. I didn't really do anything. I still it still doesn't seem real to me. I represent his grandson, Travis Walsh who played at Michigan State, who turned pro at the end of, of his college career. I've been talking to the coach uh, over the last, uh, you know, a week before he passed. And so I, I haven't, it still hasn't hit home. I went to the to the funeral. You know, I just, it seemed like just a um, Michigan State hockey reunion, to be honest with you. Um, but it was beautifully done. Um, uh, you know, proud to, to say I was a, a friend of his and, uh, he was a great mentor to me. He, I always say he's the only guy that when he raised his voice, it was like 
it was my dad talking. Nobody else on this planet can say that. <laughs> but when he raised his voice and he got in, he got after you. I really thought it was like my my dad giving me giving me a marching order. So a real strong presence, uh, a great dude. He 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 meant a lot to my. He let Jason Woolley be Jason Woolley, and um, that that wasn't easy to do when I was a young up and coming player. Hell, kind of it's not easy to do out. right now when we've got you in the locker room. So you know that's correct. It's <laughs> very true, Michael. Oh my um, God! So. <clears throat> Jason, once again, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for the heads up. Um, hope you are successful in the rest of your clients the rest of the summer, and hopefully we're going to see you on July 11th. Thank you, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, and with that, we're going to welcome Art Regner into the room. Now, Art, uh, I don't know if you know it or not. Yeah. There's a few things shaking in the hockey world right now. Well, I did, well, yeah, well, clue me in. Maybe I know, maybe I don't. Okay, well, P.K. Subban has been traded for Shea Weber. Oh, to Nashville. Correct. Right. Okay, so you you really have no idea no, what's no, going no. on. No, I have been, uh, I, I have been busy. T- well, I'll have to tell you off the air. I've just been busy. So Stamkos is staying in Tampa Bay. Well, that is not a surprise. I mean, everyone thought that that would eventually happen. Uh, Lou Cheech is going to probably think- likely go to Edmonton. Edmonton, okay. Yeah, so... If you're Kenny Holland, you know, what's your thoughts right now? And we'll, we'll talk about it with Ansar Khan. Right, yeah. Ansar Khan's going to join us. And yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I, I think that they're disappointed. I think that Stamkos was the guy that, uh, that they certainly wanted to target. I mean, this team has trouble scoring goals, as we know. Uh, uh, you know, Henrik Zetterberg is still a great setup man, I guess, an assist man, but he's not scoring goals hardly at all. Uh, Nyquist and Tatar, although their roles will be, I think, Nyquist, I had a really, I think that I told you last time, Tatar told me that his role had changed. He didn't get much power play time. Larkin took a lot of ice time from Tatar and even Nyquist in certain situations uh, and was able to perform. And so uh, I think... I think it's made. I think it's major news. I think it's major news. You know the the thing I don't understand is why PK Supan would want to, uh, why Montreal would want to trade him. I just you know I just don't see it. I mean, there's an athlete, and you know, I'll be honest. I I have been looking for. I wish that there was a black or African American or African Canadian hockey player on the Red Wings. Because, well, we just got one. That's what Jason Willie and I were right, just right, 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 right. Yeah. Finally, yes, uh, the uh, the the kid, uh, the, the second round draft pick. Yep, Giovanni uh, Smith. Giovanni Smith. You know, and and that's great. I mean, I think that's great. I, I I just think because I will tell you, in my years of covering the Red Wings and doing that, there have been so many black people in Detroit who have come up to me and said. I really love hockey or I'm a big hockey fan, but they feel funny because they don't, ha- they love the sport, but they don't really have a red wing that they can relate to, if that makes any sense. And, you know, well, it makes complete sense. Right. Uh, who was the last one? Uh, McKechnie. Um, Tony McKechnie. Yeah. Who, you know, was in the, in the trade for Bernie Federico and, Right. Which Adam really was OT not, there, yeah, which yeah. really was not a great trade for, no, it wasn't. for the red and wings. The and then, still. and then there was, uh, I, I think the gentleman's name, and forgive me, I'm going off the top, Robinson, who, uh, uh, something like that. Nathan Robinson uh, or something, yeah. who, you know, had a, 
you know, a cup of coffee. I mean, I think the most prominent African-American hockey player, or black hockey player, I should say, because I think most of them probably are not American. They're probably Canadian. Canadian, right, right uh, is, that, uh, is Darren Banks, who I, you know, because Darren Banks had, a, I think, a pretty illustrious career with the Vipers. Uh, Banksy, you know what? Banksy's a great story. He's a great, he's jovial. You know, I just, um, when we were at the LPGA Celebrity Pro-Am, I brought in Banksy for that. And, you know, those that don't know Banksy, he's also the head casino host at the D Las Vegas now. Oh, really? Right. So to be able to see Banksy, you know, and then put in the winged wheel, you know, I think I'm one of the only few that has detailed pictures of Banksy in a winged wheel just because he does play with us. On the alumni, it's one of those things that's a question. You know, I I heard a story a couple of years ago, and there's not going to be names mentioned with it. Um, but there was um, a young um, black hockey player um, that was phenomenal talent, and it was under a previous regime, and he was going through the motions. I don't know if it was professional trial or what it was, but the way that we looked at it is the story that I heard is – you know, he plays really well, and the head coach at the time said, yeah, but he's the wrong color. <laughs> so, interesting story. I don't know if it's true. I know it came from a damn reliable yeah. source, somebody that was in the locker room, and I was like, well, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, so it, with Subban, you know, and just seeing the way that these guys are going, they're, they seem to be dropping like flies. Today, Taylor Hall traded to, um, to the Devils. For Adam Larson, right? Wow. So you've got the Oilers sending Taylor Hall to the Devils of all. Players. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the guy that many thought, and he could he could still go. I mean, he could still go. You know, I, I you know Edmonton's trying to work on defensemen. I mean, the Red Wings now they're going to try to trade for a defenseman. I know that it's been broken, and you know I heard that you know. Uh, Cam Fowler is a guy that's really high on their list. Yeah, I heard the Cam Fowler stuff yesterday. Right. Also. And also, they 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 certainly like Kevin Shattenkirk. Although it, it looks like the the Blues have. I think, even though he's a great player, very unrealistic expectations. If they think, if they come to Detroit and it begins and ends with Dylan Larkin, that's just not going to happen. It's Dylan just Larkin's a non-story. You got to agree with that, right? Yeah, it's I just, mean, I mean, don't don't even call me then, or don't even respond to my call, or if you just say uh, we don't have any interest in dealing with you, because if you're going to begin and end a conversation with the Red Wings, if you want to acquire a player, they you know want to work out a trade for a defenseman. Uh, you cannot, Dylan Larkin. It's would, just not going to happen. No, he's from here. He's he's nineteen, assumed to be twenty, I would imagine. And when they open up that new building, he is certainly one of the building. He's blocks. the face, and I'm going to tell you that I think he's. You know, I know for a long time people were talking abdicator, but I think Dylan Larkin is the next captain. Well, that could be. That could be. I mean, I, I guess I look at it if there is any type of if. Because I don't think that Z is going to the last two years of his contract, and we'll get into this with Ansar. Ansar and I were talking about it, and I agree with him. The last two years of his contract, he's making like a million dollars or something. I don't think he's going to play the last two years of his deal. Right. You know, because he's only being paid a million because of the way the Red Wings front loaded everything. Uh, so uh, I, I believe that, uh, uh, you, know, you know, if Croner is still around, maybe he wears a C for a year or two. Uh, you know, I, I do think. I do think, let's put it this way, I do think that the next captain, long-term captain of the Red Wings, will be a native of the state of Michigan. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay, and so, yeah, and I don't think Glenn Denning's in that running. No, although he is kind of a, a leader. He uh, is a leader. He is definitely a leader, and he was captain, I think, two years at Michigan. Uh, but, uh, 
uh, yeah, he's a little bit different player. You know, uh, abdicator could definitely be it. Uh, I think Lark- I think Larkin is the is the long term guy, and I, I I don't know Newman how many uh, of the World Championship games you watch of Team USA, but Larkin was by far he is a very much a heart and soul player. And I, I had Blashline when I was doing DFN and I, uh, Jeff Blashline, the head coach of the Wings, of course, and I was talking to him and he said that like guys like uh, Athanasiu and Larkin. It's better to break them in on the wings in the NHL because they don't have as much responsibility as a center does. Right. I think the Red Wings have to, especially now with Stammer not coming here, staying in Tampa Bay, which isn't a surprise. Although, I will say next year, Stevie's got, I, I think it's virtually going to be impossible for Tampa to keep all those forwards. And because you know who the next big signing is, is Victor Hedman. That's you know, and I, I think if you were to put Steve down and you know, you know, and talk to him, you would have to. He would tell you as much as I like Stammer. Hedman's the guy. I mean, Hedman's the guy that we have to. Sign. Well, I'll take no blood clots over blood clots any day of the week. Right, right. So here's what we got to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to set it up. When we come back from the break, we're going to have Ansar Khan from N Live, and we're going to let Art do his thing. Years, you've been hearing me talk about the benefits of laser therapy at pain-free life centers of Michigan. But don't take my word for it. I brought a guest in to talk to you today, former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosma. So Dave, talk about your experience at pain-free life centers. Everybody knew my karate kick from 35 years ago. I've had a lot of knee pains. I came to you. Jeff, after a few treatments, made it feel better and stronger. And then I come back for another therapy. Dave, how long did it take for you to notice a difference in your pain level? The first day, the comfort level, the warmness, flexibility in my knee, it it gives you a positive attitude. Um, Emotionally, I felt better because I'm a golfer. I like to work out. It let me do these things. And the most important thing, I felt less pain. So Dave, what would you tell the listeners to do to try to avoid the drugs, the injections, and the surgeries? If you're suffering from pain, try pain-free life centers because it helped me. Call 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com. I'm Thad Zott with Zott M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Thad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24-7-365. Get there. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show. And we're back, and joining us, uh, obviously, is Art. He's with us in studio today, and we're very, very fortunate. With everything going on in the hockey world today, we have Ansar Khan in from NLive. Yeah, the Red Wing beat writer in uh, Ansar. Uh, a lot of things happening today. Uh, big names being traded, uh, players being moved. Uh, Stamkos is staying with Tampa Bay. Uh, are you surprised that everything is coming down on a Wednesday as opposed to Friday, which would be the first day of unrestricted free agency? Maybe not so much, I guess, with trades, but uh, with uh, uh, you know, with guys that uh, you know, teams are making moves right now. Yeah, uh, I am surprised. Um, I'm not surprised that Stamkos is staying in Tampa. I thought that was, you know, Tampa, Toronto. I, I kind of uh, handicapped Detroit as maybe the third favorite 
in, in that in in the uh, potential sweepstakes. But I, I, I didn't think it, I, I thought it would happen on July first, not two days before. But in any event, uh, that's over with now. Uh, he's staying in Tampa, and the Wings will uh, shift their focus to uh, uh, you know other uh, any number of other free agents out there. Uh, like Franz Nielsen, Kyle Oposo, uh, Louis Erickson, uh, you know, Andrew Ladd, Troy Brower, uh, David Backus. There's a bunch of them out there. Uh, certainly not in the uh, Stephen Stamkos uh, category, but uh, still they've got money to spend and, and they've got needs. Well, Ansar, uh, you know, one of the things of the guys you just mentioned, with the exception of Backus, me being just an absolute geek, um, I'm thinking of those names you just threw out there, and they're the same names I see on our waiver wire in fantasy hockey right now. I, uh, meaning that these are guys that in a 10 to 12 team league of guys playing fantasy hockey, they're not necessarily picking those guys up to put on their fantasy squad. So you just threw out a bunch of names, and with the exception of Bacchus, Nothing that's really lighting the world on fire. Well, what, how about a Poso though? Isn't it? Wouldn't he be? Uh, he's an interesting case, though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit younger at uh, twenty-eight uh, than, than, than than say Ladd or Brower or Backus. Uh, which, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more upside. Um, he has dealt with injuries throughout his career, but uh, I would, you know, if I were to rank the Red Wings' wish list. I think Franz Nielsen would probably be at the top at this point because they really need a center first and foremost. And uh, I would put uh, Poso maybe uh, next on that uh, on, on that wish list. Uh, but, I mean, these are the players that are out there. It's, uh, I mean, take it or leave it. Right. You know, uh, Ken Holland said on exit day uh, during his 58-minute uh, exit day press conference or whatever, Ansar, that the Red Wings were going to need to be bigger. If you think bigger, or you think Troy Brower, maybe Backus, although he's a little bit older, uh, do you see them getting bigger? I mean, Oposo might be kind of a big guy, I guess, but uh, you know, you're almost looking for a bruising power forward guy who's going to keep people honest, especially when Dylan Larkin is out on the ice. Yeah, certainly. And, and you know, Milan Lucic would have been that guy, but and you know he's obviously still out there, but by all reports, all accounts, he's gonna—he's not coming to Detroit. He's gonna probably sign with Edmonton, and maybe go home to Vancouver. But it seems like he's gonna stay somewhere out west. So I wouldn't uh, certainly wouldn't—I uh, don't think he's a legitimate uh, candidate to come to Detroit. Um, some of those other guys too are like you talk about bring size and that physicality, grit like Bacchus. And uh, Brower, but uh, the concern with that is that you know they're they're like 32 years old, and they want five year deals, and which is you know that they'll be fine for the first two or three years, but then you know they they could deteriorate pretty rapidly. I mean, playing the type of game that they do, the physical style, and uh, and then that that contract then becomes an albatross the last couple of years. That's the thing that uh, makes the Red Wings hesitant to get older players like that. Uh, you know, uh, term. Uh, whereas, you know, Franz Nielsen's also 32, but he's a different kind of player. He's a, a skilled two way center. When you look at uh, uh, Ansar Khan from M Live is joining us here on uh, the Red Wings Alumni uh, Association podcast. Newman and Art Regner here. And uh, I, I, I'm kind of curious 
the name Cam Fowler is being thrown out there. We've also heard Kevin Shattenkirk, but it began and ended with Dylan Larkin by the Blues. Do you expect them to make a deal, and do you think Fowler is who they have their sights uh, set on at this point? Yeah, I think Fowler would probably be at the top of the list simply because I think he wouldn't cost as much as a Shattenkirk. Now, you saw that surprising trade, which is getting just ripped, Edmonton getting ripped right now for trading Taylor Hall to New Jersey yeah. uh, for Adam Larson. Uh, that takes you know one team in Edmonton that was looking for a defenseman uh, out of uh, out of play there. Uh, you know there was rumors that Shan Kirk could be headed to Edmonton, so that closes the door there. So eventually, maybe St. Louis's price goes down, and, and, and maybe the Red Wings could get in on uh, on Shan Kirk. But he certainly would be preferred if you had your if you had your pick. You'd take Shan Kirk over Fowler probably. Mm-hmm. But either way, I mean, uh, the two good players. Um, Will they be able to afford either of them? I, I don't know. I, you know, I think the price is going to be pretty steep. Um, that remains to be seen, but certainly uh, they're going to be in on it uh, in conversations. They're, they have been, and, and, and I'm sure they'll continue to be. Would they, besides maybe Mrazak and Larkin, do you think if they can move contracts, and I understand like guys that, that are married to the Red Wings are, are certainly, I believe, Jimmy Howard, uh, Erickson, uh, some of the veteran guys, Cromwell. But is everybody pretty much they would consider trading? Maybe Nyquist's uh, contract is prohibitive too. Uh, would you uh, would you look at this and and think that the Red Wings are willing to virtually deal anybody to get the right player in here? Yeah, you know, uh, certainly uh, they're not going to trade uh, Larkin. Uh, they're not going to trade uh, Morazic. Um, uh, you know, uh, players. You know, their, their most uh, certainly the most tradable assets are guys like Nyquist and Tatar would top the list. Uh, Anthony Mantha. I'm, I'm sure they'd be very hesitant to trade Anthony Mantha simply because he's a different type of player than than, than they have in their system because of his size and and, and the potential to be a you know a sniper. Uh, I think they'd be very hesitant to deal Mantha, but you know if push comes to shove and and, and they feel that they they need they got that he's he's the, he's the piece needed to to get that top pair defenseman, maybe they do it. Ansar, one of the questions I had: We just went through the draft weekend. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about how the Wings drafted this weekend? You know, that's always hard to say because you just don't know. Um, for obviously NHL draft, you don't know for a few years how these kids are going to develop. Uh, I, I will say that they um, they addressed a couple of needs. Uh, defense, I believe five to five of their seven picks were defensemen for yes. the, yep. their top five, including their top pick Chalowski. Uh That was something that they really needed to do because it's it's an area it had been an area that was thin in their system. And they also drafted some size in Brit. Uh, their second uh, second pick, uh, Giovanni Smith, uh, brings that kind of element, uh, hard-nosed type player, uh, physical, kind of in a Darren McCarty type uh, mold. Uh, so I think they did well in, in addressing those two needs. When you look at some of the restricted or unrestricted free agents, uh, you know, certainly the Red Wings have made some decisions. They signed Drew Miller 
uh, for a year, much to the chagrin of many, many fans. I mean, I can't believe how many people just think that that was just a terrible deal. But it's only like $1 million or $1.1 million against the cap, and they love the way that he kills penalties. And uh, But, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to argue the merits of whether the Red Wings should or should not have signed Drew Miller. I don't think anybody who, who knows the team or covers the team is surprised that they signed Drew Miller, uh, especially at that price. But what about Darren Helm? Here's a guy whom... Uh, by all accounts, you would think if there's somebody, because like Stamkos, although we're talking $8.5 million here average, I mean, he kind of gave Tampa a little bit of a, you know, home count, uh, hometown discount or something. Helm is in a much different situation, although I think he wants to come back to Detroit, and I think Detroit wants him to come back. Uh, will they lose Darren Helm on Friday? It's a possibility. Uh, it's hard to gauge right now uh, what's going to happen with Helm. Uh, you know, I've, I've put it all along at 50, 50. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, going back and forth, uh, thinking right now, I'd probably say less than 50, 50 that mm-hmm. he comes back. Uh, but you never know. I think a lot depends on, on how, how they do with uh, other players. Uh, if they don't get, uh, you know, if they don't get one of these targets, uh, these other guys that are out there that they're targeting, maybe, maybe they sweeten the pot a little bit for Helm. Uh, you know, a, a couple of teams all, you know, to, to, to possibly, uh, as possible landing spots for Helm are Vancouver, uh, Winnipeg, uh, certainly he's, he's a Winnipeg native, so he's always going to be linked to the Jets there. Uh, and I think it, it basically comes down to a business decision. He's an unrestricted free agent for the first time, and I think he wants the, uh, uh, pretty much the, the best deal that he can get. When uh, looking at at this uh, whole situation, then where the Red Wings are at, uh, they do have money to play with. I don't know if they really thought that Stamkos was a possibility. Uh, certainly, you know, Steve Eiserman uh, was really kind of quiet about the situation. But you know, we heard out of Tampa that he really wanted to stay. He's the captain of the team. Uh, he, you know, he's got a good young team. When you look at it, do you think because Hedman's up next and because they signed Stamkos, if the Red Wings are going to get some forwards from the Tampa Bay Lightning, there's no way that they can afford to keep that you know that huge uh, uh, you know pile of for- of good quality young forwards that they have. Uh, I'm sorry, you're asking. Well, I'm, I guess I'm asking you that you know could get uh, one of those forwards. Yeah, but I, I don't. Yeah, but I don't think this year. I think when their contracts come up, I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to be able to massage or manage the cap based on how many people are coming up on Tampa. I mean, when you look at it, it seems to be it like three quarters of the team is going to be unrestricted within the next couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that was one of the, uh, you know, one of the. Uh, the task for Iserman is uh, how do you sign Stamkos and still you know keep all those players? Well, uh, he certainly managed to 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 to, to, to re up with Stamkos, and now we'll see uh, uh, over the next couple of years uh, how many of these players he can keep. And so I hate to put you on the spot here and ask you, but when you when you know we're up in Traverse City, it's opening day of training camp. Uh, you know the Red Wings take to the ice for the first time. Who's the new defenseman that we that we have not seen in the red and white, and who is the forward or forwards uh, that that you believe 
most likely will be out there on the ice for the, for, for the Red Wings, their new acquisition, so to speak? Uh, I don't think they'll have a new defenseman. I think if they make a deal for a defenseman, it'll probably be during the season or, or, or uh, at the trade deadline with certainly Cam Fowler and uh, Shattenkirk as, as possibilities. But uh, I, I just get the feeling that's not going to happen until uh, – uh, sometime during the season. Uh, forwards, I you know I think uh, Franz Nielsen, I, he's a guy that they really like. Uh, I, I would say he would be, uh, a, you know, they, they view him as a, the second-line center. Uh, I would say Franz Nielsen. And, and another guy uh, that's possible, I think, is Matt Martin. Oh, yeah. Uh, a physical, gritty uh, fourth-line player who also uh, played for the Islanders. If I had to guess, I'd, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go out there and say Nielsen, and Matt Martin, and uh, but nobody uh, knew on defense. Ansar Khan from M Live. Ansar, I can't thank you enough uh, for joining us today. I know you're really busy. A lot of stuff is breaking as we're speaking. So uh, uh, get back to work, Ansar. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. All right, take care. All right, there's Ansar Khan. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, I think, I think we know for a fact that the Red Wings really do have a, a local product. Uh, uh, Cam Fowler, born in Windsor, but raised in Farmington Hills. I think Cam Fowler, um, I, if I had to disagree, and these guys are, you know, boots on the ground all the time. Right. But I really think, you know, especially um, for the way that it looks like this team is going to look like this year, you know, Cam Fowler being another local name, bringing him on board. If I, if they can get him for the right price. One of the things you alluded to earlier was you know Tatar and he was put into a difficult position and he wasn't able to um, do the things that he likes to do now with them re-signing Drew Miller um, that puts him back on the penalty kill which that'll take away a lot of the duties that Tatar had on the penalty kill so maybe he's able to free up a little bit and you can let these kids fly especially with double a well I'll tell you what this is this is exactly I mean Ken Holland said this and also, Jeff Blaschel said this, and both of them said, well, said it to me. But I mean, they said that, look, at Mantha, Athanasiu, these kids are going to have every opportunity to make the Red Wings this year. I mean, they want them to make the team. But, you know, Larkin, it was really interesting. During pre- Ken Holland's Datsuk press conference, he was asked the question, uh, well, uh, you know, Larkin, did you have a feeling that Pav was going to go? And so that's why Larkin was on the team this year. And I'm thinking to myself, and I whispered it to Bob Duff of the Windsor Star, I said, Larkin made this team. He made the team out of training camp. The Red Wings don't give spots away. It's not, well, we think Pav's going to, you know, you know, he, he didn't want to stay for this year. We well, sure are not going to stay for so, – so let him so let Larkin play with Pavel Datsuk. The Red Wings don't think that way. They really don't. The only thing I think that they felt bad about was – they might have brought up a younger defenseman. I don't know, Brad Smith or something. Or, or Brad Smith. Uh, <laughs> God, look at me. Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, if they would have known Nick was going to go. You know, Nick's retirement, they might have done something like that or to bring up some of the young guys during the course of that season just so they could play with him and see maybe. I mean, it's a stretch on my part because I don't think they think that way. But Larkin made the team. And Jeff Blaschel said on exit day, and I know, Newman, we've talked about this before, is that he said, look, if we're going to get better, if we're going to be a better hockey club this season than we were, uh, or next season than we were this season, our young players have to take the next step. 
They have to become better. They have to be better players. It's very difficult, and we're asking a lot. But if you're really a Red Wings fan and you want this team to get better, that you have to look at this, their younger players, and they all have to step up. Meaning that Mrazek, although I kind of think he's there, would have to turn. Although I know Eddie doesn't, uh, that <laughs> that he he's an elite level goalie, and, and that Larkin, even though you know he was kind of poo pooed during the draft or the NHL awards, you know you didn't he wasn't mentioned even about rookies. He didn't make the all rookie team uh, uh, in in the NHL that he has to go up to that elite level, which I think that he will too. And then everybody else, like Riley Shane, who the Red Wings signed, you know, he's got he's to kick it up a notch. You know, Nyquist has to score goals, just not get, get points they on just the power play. They weren't, you know, and that's why I, it was, what was it, last season, or the season before, where they kept Nyquist down there for a while. Well, that was all Babs, though. Right. No, no, no. And I understand that, and I understand all of those reasons, and I agree 100% with what Babs did on that when it came to Nyquist. It's inside baseball, but there was an issue in the locker room, and he had to learn. But I don't think the Red Wings this season make that same mistake with Athene and the Seal. No, I, I don't think so either. I think that... I think the large Greek population of Detroit... <laughs> and my relative... My, you know, my mom, 100% Greek. You know, I, you know I mean... They love him. The, the Greek community loves him. But you don't you I mean? love him as a hockey player? No, I do. I'm just kind of joking. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're, but 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 and I, and I just said it. They're going to give him every opportunity to. They're going to give him every opportunity. Mantha, they're going to give every opportunity to. Uh, I think Willette, Sproul, Jensen. Some of these guys, you know, can't clear waivers. So if they don't, uh, or they have to clear waivers in order to be sent back. And the Red Wings have a number of those players. So there's a lot of work to be done. And you know, and, and I would think that. I think Franz Nielsen is is a given. That's a guy that the Red Wings have been talking about underneath the surface here for the last two or three weeks. That's a guy that you they know. Like. And for the record on that, I know Ansar didn't think I was funny, but I thought I was pretty damn funny because all the names he did throw out there. I, I know when when Coaster and I are doing our fantasy hockey league, those are the names we always see on the waiver wire. Well, Louis Erickson, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth a little bit right you know he's the type of guy like if he's scoring hot you might pick him up if you get a, pr- a player that's injured or something right, you're you know? right. And, and hopefully he'll be hot for the the, the amount of time you're gonna p- he's have got on four your plays this week i'm in right right know? that's exactly right i mean i play fantasy hockey you know i have like three or four teams you know it's usually uh, at least three sometimes four during the season Ansar is not one of those guys. So I knew that when you were doing that, I thought it was funny. I knew exactly what you were saying. I knew that it might go over Ansar's head because, of course, he said, meaning what? I mean, I yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Come on with that. Really? It's like, you know, hey, is anybody in here? Hey, so, okay, so we know the organization uh, pretty well. Do we. Do we expect not to make the playoffs this year in the last season of that well, I building? Think, I think there's a pretty good bet that they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I, you know, I, I think Toronto got significantly better, and if Austin Matthews is as good as everybody says, and, and then they've got uh, Frederick Anderson in net, which is a lot of the, the, their problems. Uh, yeah, but they're still the Leafs, so you know, they find a way to somehow screw it up. I mean, they... They play a, a nice long stretch, but Babcocks could uh, Babcocks uh, Babcock could be the uh, could be the difference maker. I guess I would assume so. Well, I but you know the Toronto Toronto's going to have to you know Buffalo's going to be better. Uh, you know Ottawa. You know the Red Wings are going to have to make some improvements here unless unless their young players step up and a guy uh, and Mrazak is everything he believes he is. 
which is a an elite level, high caliber, one of the top, and I'm not even talking top five. I'm talking like top three goalies in the league. And his numbers, until he had his swoon there, he was top three goalie in the league. I mean, he led in save percentage. Mm-hmm. He led he led in uh, goals against. Uh, you know, he's he he is a true talent. The problem with him is is you know I and I don't is where is his mind at? He can't believe that he has already arrived, and maybe he doesn't. That might be a a, a, a poor uh, character assessment on my part. Yeah, but as you learned, as as we all learned this week, and as. We know with Ozzy, statistics don't mean shit, <laughs> right? Because you take Ozzy's stats, and with that, we're going to bring in Eddie Mio into the conversation as we're talking about goalies. Eddie, you with us? I heard you swear. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to uh, offend your delicate sensibilities right now. I appreciate that. Well, you know, the only thing that gets Eddie going and gets him to start swearing is if you tell him Hillary Clinton will not be the All next right. president of the United States. <laughs> We're not going to do that. You know what? We've actually we've got about eight minutes, and one of the things I wanted to talk about— Sorry, was, Eddie. I can't help but tease you a little bit. With Eddie is— <laughs> Eddie I'm from, leaving the country. First, uh, first of all, congratulations on the Valentine vodka being yes. named the best vodka in the world. Thank you very much. And second, you know, you've been busy with the draft, but before we get there, you know, you had a pretty emotional week about two weeks ago, you know, with Gordy's passing and, you know, Wayno was in, you know, just tell us a little bit about your experience over those two days and what you were able to do. Well, you know, obviously there was a lot of people coming in, so it was almost like a reunion under a sad situation, but Everybody got together. Kelly Chase came in. Yeah, we're at Chris Jones. We all got together just telling stories how we had met Gordy. And, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't the whole uh, night was about Gordy, but we all were remembering him. So it was a tough situation uh, because we lost uh, a great guy, uh, a great hockey player, but a great guy. But, you know, uh, in, in talking with the family that, uh, he, he died happy. Uh, uh, if, if there's such a thing as dying happy, but you know, the pain was gone and he was going to a better place as they say, but, uh, just a lot of the stories that came out and it just gave guy at times, you know, in times like that, everybody is, is emotional and sympathetic. And, uh, you know, it just, it, uh, the Tuesday we, uh, uh, when I picked up Wayne, I'm, when I picked up Wayne at, uh, at the airport on Monday night and we had talked about it and he, he was one of the pallbearers bringing, uh, the casket into, uh, Joe Lewis. And so we got there around seven thirty Tuesday morning he was only going to stay a couple hours, but, uh, everybody was coming in. So we just hung around. We didn't leave till around five o'clock. So we were at the arena from, uh, eight o'clock right to five. And then obviously Wednesday, uh, you know, the, 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 actual mass and, and then everybody back to America talking and, and meeting, you know, guys like Gila Fleur and Bobby Orr coming in. So, so it was a good, uh, joyous street days under a sad situation. You know, Eddie, the one thing that I think, although I think we here in Detroit know it and people who do follow hockey was the pure sincerity, 
of Wayne Gretzky and what Gordy meant to him, because you know, I think you know, we're it's such a cynical society. It's like, well, look, you know, you know, you broke his records, or you know, you almost even though we saw the picture of you as a kid, and you've always talked about how much you you loved him and he was your idol, and you know, the Sports Illustrated uh, commemorative issue, you you know, you write the tribute on the back page, but that's almost something that you have to do, you know, because because you're Wayne Gretzky and he's Gordy Howe, so you're, you're obligated. But I think that anybody who thought that there wasn't a true love and appreciation and a friendship between these two really got a, do- a good do- a good dose of reality when Wayne came here yeah. and the way he conducted himself. Well, you're absolutely right, Art. Uh, the, the whole thing with, with Wayne's relationship with Gordy went beyond just the hockey part and breaking the records uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and that sort. After, uh, when Wayne was doing a lot of these uh, signings and stuff, he actually included Gordy. He was actually, that's where they became close. So when they went, you know, uh, for, for instance, the, uh, the uh, I don't know if you remember it, but it was just before the All-Star game and we were in Toronto. Uh, outside, you know that one picture that's got Mario, Gordy? Oh, yeah. And, okay, coming off. They had done that on the lake, right? Well, that was all Wayne's idea because of the company he was with. And it was his idea to bring in, you know, Gordy. The point is, he brought in Gordy a lot because he had tremendous respect for Gordy, not just because of on the ice, but because what he did in the, uh, as far as off the ice. You heard so many stories about he would not leave unless the last uh, uh, autograph seeker got his, his sign. Uh, Wayne's dad's always done that to Wayne. Okay. Right. I mean, so he tried to emulate everything that Gordy did off the ice, not just so much on the ice. And and you heard Wayne himself say it. And, and I don't think he was that Gordy was the greatest hockey player in, uh, that ever was. Right. And you know, so and, 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 and Walter was there too. I can remember a shot. I mean, Wayne's yep. father was also there along with Janet. You know, Wayne's wife. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yep. you, you could just see how much Gordy was revered by the Gretzky family just in that one picture of Wayne sitting next to his father in the church. I mean, it was very Absolutely. stirring stuff. You know? And, you know, it's so ironic, too, as you mentioned the young pitcher at 10 years old. Uh, how many times does that, does that happen in the history of sports? Right. That you meet your idol and then you become the best friend of your idol. Well, you know, a very good friend of your idol. Yeah, I don't see a picture of Hank Aaron it. and Babe Ruth together or something. You know, yeah. Hank Aaron is a boy or something, you know. We don't even see pictures of I, Hank Aaron and Bobby Bond, uh, Barry Bonds together. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, is that ironic that at 10 years old, that's what happened? You know, so right. Uh, well, Eddie, anyways, I met you when I was 10 years old. So, yeah, I'm nice still try. Nice try, Newman. You might even be older than wait, me. I don't know. Are you born on leap year, there, Newman? <laughs> February 29th or whatever. <laughs> but uh, and then you know what? We just had another great week, and then uh, under sad cir- cir- circumstances, but at the Culver Charity Ride over this past weekend. Yeah, so, saw some of those pictures. So, yeah, so the last. Uh, Two weeks have been uh, kind of celebrations, but not. You know what I mean? Uh, right. This year they had 1,300 bikes in the procession. That's so great. Every year it's getting bigger and bigger, and uh, that's another guy we miss is Bob Probert. So, you know, uh, hockey uh, hockey took a hit with Gordy, but we keep remembering the guys that went before Gordy, too. So, All right, Eddie, we're actually out of time. Next show we're going to do July 13th. We're probably going to see you beforehand on July 11th at the Red Wing Alumni Golf Outing. 
Um, Correct. So we will see you then, um, and then we look forward to having you back in studio on July 13th. You got it, bud. See you, Art. Yep, see you, Eddie. All right, Take and care. with that, Jessica, once again, thanks Great for job. working those ones and twos. Aww, thanks, you guys. <laughs> and we will see you guys on the next episode, July 13th. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show.